97.3 KEPW, Eugene Local Radio Station. This is Aisha Elliott, and this is Black Girl from Eugene. We're going to go live on Facebook in two, one. Welcome. You are not in the shot. <laughs> Come closer. Um, how did we get, how did that change? Oh, I changed it. This is Aisha Elliott, and this is Black Girl from Eugene. Oh, wait, you can scoot back this direction. Hold on. I just changed the computer. Okay, now you guys know how I do. You know I be situating myself as I come on. So this is Aisha Elliott. This is Black Girl from Eugene. I am here on Easter Sunday with Clippa Cartier. Cartier. <laughs> I did not want to mispronounce that. Um, so I want to get started, and thank you for being here. Thank you for being here every single Sunday. Um, and before we get started with Clippa, I want to do, of course, the announcements I always do. Happy Easter for those who uh, celebrate. I want to give a shout out to my son, we're going to talk about this a little bit, who just confirmed himself Catholic. Um, I am not religious, but I want to celebrate his uh, dedication to his own growth and journey, so congratulations, Quentin, on that. Um, also, I want to give a shout out, it's almost been a full year of my Patreon, and some of my Patreon I had... At this time last year, I had 13 Patreons. Really? <laughs> yeah, 13, and like yeah. four of them were my family. <laughs> so hard work pays off. Right? And so now, that is more than, I have like 100 and something, over 100, which is great. But I, like, the, the way that I do this show is based on what my Patreons give me and support for me. So I want to tell everybody who came in April, May, and June of last year, and those who were with me from the very beginning, one year solid, you guys. Thank you so much. We're here. We're doing it, right? Um, I also want to give a shout out to Nurturely.org. Um, I am the equity advisor for Nurturely, and it's a perinatal uh, nonprofit working on perinatal wealth. I'm sorry, wellness and uh, loss. And we are doing a push for donations. We are trying to work towards a grant that will secure our programming, inclusive programming, um, and our positions and employees. Five dollars. Uh, will will definitely um, support this grant that we are trying to go for. It's you guys check out the page. You will be impressed with the work that the executive director is doing and that the the programs that we're all creating. Nurturely.org. Um, so after this after this we are going to definitely have um, uh, Clippa's music. He is a rapper. We're gonna have his music attached, so please look at the, the video as this completes. We're gonna have links everywhere that this is gonna be on. So thank you so much for being here. I don't think there was anything else I needed to add to that. I can't really remember. But anyway, let's get started. Clippa. What's up? <laughs> thank you for coming. Thank you for being here. If you're comfortable with your mask, you can have it. If you're not, yeah, no. I okay. I just came from Portland yesterday, so I wanted to make sure I had my mask on just yeah. because, no, you know, I don't know them people. Yeah. <laughs> right. right? I don't know them people. But I was at mass, and I couldn't, I was at Catholic mass. Why does it have to be four hours long? But I was at Catholic mass last night, and I was just kind of noticing everyone had their mask on, but I was like, we are not six feet apart, right? <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, let me make sure I just keep my mask on and be good about it. But, um, Anyway, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy that we like crossed paths and you reached out and we were gonna do this. I it, we were talking before the show and I was curious about like what your background was and where you're from. So you were actually born in Eugene. Yeah. Where is it? Raised here the whole time. Yeah. Raised here and you're 26. 26. So yeah. you've never been out of here? No, I've been out a uh -huh. few times, but I'm just like I'm from here. Like my family is from uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Uh huh. So, like, we've been out there, I've been to Washington, all over the place. Right, but you've been raised here, went to yeah, school here, okay. Yeah. So, I was talking about, like, whether or not today is, like, Easter religion and all that background, right? And just having to have, um, not necessarily have it in your family, but how to, we were just talking about, like, the fact that my son is not, is, is Catholic, and nobody in my side of the family is Catholic. Like, we yeah. don't, we're not Catholic. He was never raised religious. Like, yeah. we're, we're spiritual. And my, we have like a philosophy of understanding about the connection to spirituality and um, Egyptology, so like kind of an ancient idea about before the religion was yeah. religion, you yeah. know? So he was raised in that idea, but for him to go out and kind bold. of seek bold, right? Bold, you guys are the same age, by the way. <laughs> so I say that because the bold part, right? Yeah. It's one of the things that from your background, 
and from your life experience, you're kind of going out against the, the mold right now. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, so tell me about, like, you grew up, you said that your parents, your parents are mixed. One parent is mixed. One's white, one's black Mexican. That's okay. Right. You identify as black. Yeah. Right. Yep. So, yeah, in living in Eugene and Junction City? Yeah. That must have been difficult. <laughs> yeah, to say the least. I mean, freaking Junction City was bad. Like, uh, I was, I had one uh, friend there. His name was Cody, but he was black, too. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just us, too, pretty much. And, yeah, it was pretty crazy out there. Yeah. You had one other friend? Yeah, he was black. And I found the one black friend, and I just like, yeah. was he was he one you're talking about was dark skin and you're light skin? Yeah, he is <laughs> dark skin. He is dark skin. He's over in the army right now. Really? Yeah, he helps him out a lot. He uh, he's a good investor in this stuff. Like, really? Oh yeah, he he invests a lot. He's doing some crazy training for the army and stuff too. Is so is he in the country? Uh yeah, he's in the country. Okay. Um, he's he just got done with like a training thing, but um. He's going to Kentucky now to uh, live there for a couple of years. Oh, wow, Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. So yeah he's already in, in, in the Navy for like four or five years. Oh, really? But then he went back to the Army, yeah. Okay. Ooh, I'm like, Kentucky, like, why? Like, I, <laughs> I know, I was like, the dirty south. Oh, right, <laughs> right, and like the dirty, dirty. He thought that was the north. I was like, what, what? the hell? Oh, wait, Junction City. <laughs> yeah. We have the children. We have felt exactly. them. Wait, hold on. Good morning, Cassie. Um, so, okay. So living in Junction City, now what I was talking about when we first met, I what was compelled me to your story was that you had, first of all, identifying as black, right? Do you have siblings? Yeah, I do. You saw, that's right, you talked about a couple of brothers that were doing some stuff. Anybody else? Uh, my sisters. Okay. Yeah, I have two sisters. Two sisters. So you come from a moderately big family. I'm the youngest, yeah. Well, you're a baby too? Yeah. Okay, so that makes you bold even outside of the fact yeah. that you're the youngest. All right, so I'm trying to like paint a picture of how you grew up, being that um, did you, did all your siblings identify as black as well? Uh, I think it was weird because before we could identify as that, like it was kind of forced upon us because people would like call us and like stuff like that. You yeah, know what I'm yeah. And it kind of just created a mentality in the first place. Like, That's interesting. Yeah. So you're saying because people called you the N word, you were like, oh, okay, I guess I, I am. Sides, yeah. Black. I was like, yeah. And I ended up, I just clicked better with black people. I don't know. But I have a lot of white friends. Like, right, of course. So, oh, that's right. When you were talking about how, um, because, I mean, people look at people and just decide who what you are. Yeah, right? that's why I always tell people, like, they decide who you are. Pretty right. Much, like, pretty much because, like, if you're getting called stuff, like, I was getting, like, drinks thrown at me when I was younger and stuff. Still, like, you're getting names, but not, like, drinks and stuff like that. But right. then it's like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Throw it at me, and I'd be like, oh, shit. The N-word. And, yeah, and then I'd so, be like, I hate you white people. But right. then, like, I'm just like, my dad's white, too. So, right. <laughs> so this is complicated, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, So you've got, you've got white folks throwing stuff at you. How old were you when you started getting that, that kind of treatment? I was young. I was pretty young. It was probably, like, uh, what, fifth grade? Fifth grade? Yeah. I'm trying to think. The first time that I was physically assaulted like that, like I was spit on, I was in the fourth grade. Yeah. Yeah, and I was I was standing by myself at a bus stop, and three grown white men yeah. in a truck stopped and spit at me, yeah. and then kept going. So this is not, I, and I say that for people who are listening, this this kind of treatment for people are, yeah. is, not, is not uncommon, but what's interesting about both of us is that we're super light-skinned, right? Yeah. The, the good side. What is that? I said the good side. The good side. <laughs> See, okay, so some people might not get that joke because <laughs> they don't understand what we're talking about right now. But it's like the the idea that that um, was when I moved down south, I, they were laughing at me like, "Oh, you are you think you're black? That's cute, right?" They were like, "That's cute." Do, like that are dark skin. And yeah. Like, <laughs> and there's like some people I know from back in the day. Like, they be teasing you because you like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like you're barely brown. I was like, yeah, but it's, it's a deeper culture than just the you know outside of the skin color. It's like, spiritual. Yeah, yeah, it's connection. If you don't have the connection, then yeah. Right. So when you were moving, going through it, you were actually like, in my in your connection, you were tr- you were like. I was just lost. I was honestly lost um, when I was in Junction City, like because I I kind of forgot you know, like what I was doing. I got so involved over there, but I got it back when I got to Eugene. Like, really? So, yeah, because like. I don't know, it was just, you're surrounded, I was surrounded by all white people, so it was like, it was hard to get a connection, and I wasn't living, like, with my dad, which he 
is white, but he supports like the black culture. Right. But like my mom doesn't do that stuff. So. so your dad's white but supports black culture, but and your my mom mom's didn't. Black and she does. Yeah, like your she mom's does, black, but that's not support black culture. But that makes sense though. Black culture. Yeah. Just, like she just, I don't know. She's on a different level. Type but you know what? Some people. Yeah, we talked about the level of religion, right? Yeah. But some people who are black, and I talked about this last week on my episode. <clears> just because you're black does not mean that you actually connect spiritually to yeah, black to blackness, yeah, right? Yeah. And so for white folks to see a black person assume that it's like all the same or that people are qualified to to speak on certain subjects because of their lived experience yeah. is not fair yeah. at all right so that makes sense you know yeah. um but it makes sense also because i was talking to some folks about having mixed kids who pass and having like feeling kind of guilty that they're like relieved that their child will not have to deal with being called the n-word and spit on yeah. by fifth grade but you don't really pass like that. You could yeah. you could definitely be black if someone walked by you, but you could also be like a ton of other things that people yeah. were like. Like people like uh, we just have people uh, like call people whitewashed or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you ain't black, blah blah. But that's the thing. Like the like the definition of black to uh, of nowadays culture is like, what's up, gangster? Like right. you know saying what's up, Doug? Like you can't be anything other than that, or else you're white. Oh, is that how it feels like now? Because you well, like I said, you're my son's age. Like, it's not like. If you don't say, like, what's up with that? Like, you know what I'm saying? You're yeah. not black. Like, just the way black, that white black. folks have defined it. Yeah, pretty yeah. much, yeah. Like, yeah. if I don't, if I'm not pants sagging, blah, 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 if I'm not out here thugging, like, and which are, like, I did all that shit, like, but what, it's just weird how they define you, like, like the. Right. I want to make sure that everyone here can understand and hear you. Hey, good morning, Julianne. Um, and so, no, no one's really saying that they can't hear you, so let's keep going. All right, so. Basically, um, when I'm asking you, like, how people are looking at you and, and defining you that way, white folks are defining your journey. You're already being called the N-word by fifth grade, right? Mm-hmm. You are you got the, the dichotomy at home, you know, a black mom that's not pro-black necessarily. I a, yeah, I got a white, uh, a white British stepdad, too. And a white British stepdad. Yeah, so, he's really short, too. Is it, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you're not really short. How tall are you? 6'4". Uh, 6'4", six four. Six four, right? And so I know when you walk in, you're like, dang, you and my son have like, he's 6'2", six, six but y'all have the same kind of demeanor. But he's very dark-skinned. Yeah. So the, I say all of this because I want people to try to understand what you had to, to, to work up against to try to find your identity in the middle of all of this and, and actually grow from that space. But at the same time, by the time you were fighting everybody, I mean, when you're physically attacked in fifth grade, now you understand where you, which, which lane you're in, yeah. right? And which way you gotta go. Yeah. So from there, what, did you feel positive about yourself or were you feeling like- No, I was, I couldn't, that whole time in Jungle City, I lived there from um, fifth grade until sophomore year. Oh, sophomore year is when you, right? Yeah, that's when I finally cracked and I was just, I started beating people up. Like, really? that was, I was actually with my friend Cody, yeah, and um, this dude just said some stupid, like, racist shit, like, but it was the thing, I, I was pretty, like, popular over there, so I, like, I had a lot of friends, but there's still, like, the outskirt people who, right. who didn't agree with that stuff, so yeah, I just cracked off on a dude, and then I got sent to uh, my dad's house. Right. Back here in Eugene. Back here in Eugene. Yeah. So this is what the way that I'm thinking about this is like I'm looking at you where this definition of, of black has been given to you, which is basically stating and saying that you have a criminality to you mm-hmm. already, right? Because people are calling you the N-word, they're putting you in a place, sagging your jeans, speaking like whatever, that, that identifies you as black. And then as your career has taken off, you have a manager who's trying to actually look at your looks and look at your stature and be like, we need to make you a sex object, which is like, <laughs> right? Yeah, so yeah, it's I like the opposite that. direction yeah. of this. And yeah. you're like kind of uncomfortable either way it goes. You're like, dang. I don't mind it. I mean, but <laughs> I don't mind being a sex object. It's fine. That's fine. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, that's okay. But no, they just, uh, he, my manager is funny as hell. He's my good friend. Yeah. From, uh, from back in the day, we used to be roommates. Mm-hmm. But he's real uh, business savvy, technical. Yeah. Dude, he's like a um, a coder and stuff. Right. Yeah. So he knows what people are gonna uh, look for. Yeah, he knows. He's pretty. He's pretty good. Now people yeah. are coming at you. You said in your DMs being like a little a little aggressive about. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, they uh, 
those girls out there, they'd be crazy. <laughs> they just be writing me some like borderline creepy stuff. So I know how it feels, girls. Yeah, right? You're like uncomfortable, right? You're like, <laughs> so um, to have, I want to go back to where you get went from from Junction City to Eugene. So you said you when you told me the story when we were first on the phone, you were telling me that you got arrested when you were 15. Uh, is that what the, did I get that right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, what happened? Um, I got into a, uh, I was at North Eugene was the first time I think I got arrested. Um, but I used to, I used to steal my mom's car mm-hmm. when I was like 13 and the cops would pull me over and shit and then they'd just be like, uh, like, man, you, what are you doing? Like, it's like three in the morning. Really? I was like, yeah, I'm like 13 years old. Yeah, I used to get caught <laughs> and the cops would just call my mom and my stepdad and they'd come and yeah, that'd be all bad. Right. Yeah, you were bad, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was too. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I never got pulled. I never got caught though. <laughs> yeah, we used to. Me and my brother, uh, my bad, Josh, but he used to. <laughs> we used to fucking put that, freaking put that stuff and um, put it in reverse and like slowly walk it down the driveway, mm-hmm. and then just like we push it all the way down around the corner, and then we started. Right. <laughs> so that's that how you guys here. got into it. Yeah. See y'all. I'm telling you, my my mom and dad are probably listening, and I'm telling you, we'd be bored out here. They like, <laughs> like I. I don't even want to tell the stories that I used to do, but like that is very similar. Too. Yeah. <laughs> I used to yeah, put, don't, don't I used so. to put sticks where the tires were, yeah. so when I rolled in, that the tires were exactly in the place of the Damn. sticks. Yeah, that's how precise I had tried to be. <laughs> and, I was, and you know <laughs> who caught good, me? Though. You know who caught me? Yeah. My older brother. Really? He was like, you now you have, no, he was like, now you have to do whatever I yeah, say, yeah, so I so that I won't tell on you. That was actually really. But yeah, but I think my mom kind of knew. Anyway, <laughs> she can tell me later. Mom, did you know I was taking your car when I was 14, 15 years old? Anyway, but I'm like, okay. So by the time you got to, you were fighting a lot, right? Yeah, a lot. I want to say, like, my experience of living here, You're like I said, you're my son's age, actually. And so I bring this up because I want to talk about, like, the age difference and the experiences that are parallel to each other. Mm-hmm. Like, so that means that the dynamic of our experiences aren't changing quite fast enough where that I can have the same experiences as a woman too, that I'm literally physically fighting people because they're calling me names and teachers aren't doing, like aren't standing up for me and I don't have a community of black folks around me to stand up with me. I think I fought in middle school, especially when I lived in Cottage Grove, unless until I got, yeah, until I got to seventh grade, I was probably fighting every day, every day. And I went there from six, eighth grade so all of my sixth grade that's year college grove is all bad i mean it's all it's like junction city and college grove like right together yeah. <laughs> and crestwell they're like all yeah. the same right trash oh, <laughs> yeah that's a trash trash <laughs> right so when it comes to the experience of black folks there yes so anyway i fought all yeah, the time so what did you what now your experience coming in when you ended up in that fight at North Eugene. How long had you been taking the racist stuff and what was going on? Um, so, like, from the start at North, it was pretty bad. Like, North got me a realization of, like, what it was being, like, a, like kind of an adult or, earlier, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad was really, like, uh, he just let me do whatever I want growing up. So, mm-hmm. like, I didn't have, like, I didn't have a bedtime, you know what I'm saying? I'd come home whenever, but... Right. Uh, again, it gave me too much freedom, and then like with that freedom, I was out more, and then that's when I see more stuff. So, like just with the like racist stuff. Right. But um, yeah, I mean, I I got there, and it was funny because the first dude I met was a dude named Preston. He's still my boy. He's from Alabama. Uh huh. He's all like outside. He's like outside the school around the corner. Like there's like a march going on. And he's over here like chucking a 40. He's like the only black oh, kid. No. I was like, what are you doing? Right? Like, what the hell? He's like, what's up, man? What's your name? Like, and we just like kicked it off from there. And that's like, how y'all became friends? Yeah. Oh, wow. Me and uh, Naomi Ryan, yeah. Yeah, we were, uh, those are my boys. Yeah, I still rap with Ryan. I have a couple songs with him. So what happened with the fight? How did you get to the point where you were getting arrested? Got to the point where I was getting arrested. I was just a cocky cocky kid mm-hmm. and uh i think because of my stature or whatever people try to test that yeah but i also probably put out a demeanor where i was a pretty hard time in my life like dealing with all this like moving from my mom and my dad or whatever yeah and uh but it was just like 
just a weird transition. Plus, I was just like a 16-year-old or 15-year-old kid just mad at the world. I don't know. Right. And then they would just test it. Like, if I seen them staring at me, I'm like, what's up? And then that would, like, inevitably lead to an altercation between them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So you feel like you started it? Uh, no. I yeah. don't think so. No, no, no. I'm not staring at me, like, in groups and stuff. And that's what happened. Like, we got into a huge fight at the River Road Station. They were all like... Oh, kill that, mm, you know what I'm saying? Kill like, that N-word? Hang that, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang that N-word? Yeah, oh, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. In They're, groups? Oh, yeah, no, it was one big group. Yeah. And it was, like, me, Preston, and someone else, but, yeah, they were, like, they were, like, chanting, like, it was, like, 1800s and stuff. Really? Like, yeah, it's because I'd be one of their friends or something. Right. I don't know, but they were, they were all bad, but, yeah. So, you got into a fight with one of their friends, and then there's a group of them that would be chanting, hang that N-word get that n-word to you and like a couple other black kids yeah and so you being what you're saying like you were angry upset kind of testy but you were bigger than everyone else and they were like kind of challenging you and i've never been like worried to fight at all like right. that's nothing uh, to excite it honestly like excites me i've been known to, be, to like, fight. Yeah. so when you got when you got into that fight you ended up getting arrested did anyone else so get i didn't get arrested that day uh, me and Preston and Ryan, we ran over to Ryan's house, and I went to school the next day just thinking that I was going to be fine, but it wasn't. Like, I got into the office, and then, um, like, my the principal at North, Mr. McCray, um, the cop was, like, there and shit. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So y'all got into a fight, and then you thought... It was over, you went to school the next day, like, no big deal, and then the cop was... Yeah, because it didn't happen in school, it happened at the River Road Station. Uh-huh, right. Yeah, and uh, it, yeah, and the cop was just sitting there waiting for me and stuff, and wow. he's like, uh, I remember, I'll never forget that, he's like, oh yeah, um, he's like, so why are you punching people, blah, 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 they're about to arrest me, and I was like, well, they were chanting like N-word, he's like, so if I called you a stupid N-word, like, you're gonna punch me in the face, and I was like... Probably, yeah. Uh-huh. And he slammed my ass. Yeah, you got Really? Yeah. So he, I want to make sure that everyone, okay, so you were, you were a sophomore in high school? Oh, sophomore or freshman. Yeah, I was a sophomore. I did a year at, uh, a year in JC, and then I, I did like half, almost half of that year. Did they, did they have your parents with you? No. So they, they, you got into fight, they came to the office, this cop talks to you and says, so you told him they were calling me the n-word and he said so if i call you f and n-word right now you're going to punch me and you said probably yeah I right well i mean I, I, don't, I don't think that's the wrong answer so he so oh, yeah. and your parents were not there mm-hmm. weren't called in to talk about it anything like that and so you were arrested right there mm-hmm. i have so many problems with this like just as a black woman as a parent as 4j like uh, uh violent like all of it just there's so much <laughs> <laughs> There's so much I could say, like, without you even being here, just, I could go on a whole 45-minute rant about that. So, okay, so at that point, you get arrested, and what? So, um, I only did, like, two weeks up in Serbu, mm-hmm. but... Uh, Serbu is a, is a, a place yeah. for youth, right, detention. I live there, a lot of, the, like, a lot of my uh, in and out but like that's what started like that's what started it and then I just get into fights so and then uh I guess I kind of had a reputation of being a fighter so people like test that mm-hmm. um wasn't shooting yet so mm-hmm. at least around here it wasn't right no nah, um but yeah I don't know I just you know the fights so. right but uh, that's how I that's how I that started the process that so you part. were in Serbia and then for how many years mm. or you so said months I, no I did I did at least what two years there not consistently yeah but like i went i went to the phoenix treatment program for like anger management uh-huh. that just pissed me off even more i know right <laughs> I was so, that, okay i was in that for like nine months mm-hmm. uh, I, I did little three months stints here and there and mm-hmm. then until like the last thing uh i ended up getting in trouble for then i got went up to oya mm-hmm. and that's when i did the two years straight okay so, so it's probably been longer than three years I was locked up because I was locked up a lot when I was a kid. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just like. It's just not straight. And then when I tell people like that, it's just like, oh, okay, you were at Serbu. Like, that's still time. And that's still, that's still in jail for. You can't for, get out. Right. You can't get out. You're not with your family and you're a child. Yeah. And you're locked up for. Uh, so, how do you. So, when did you get out? Like you, so, you went in with like about 15. You got at what? 18? 19. 19. So, yeah, I mean, like, going back and forth, okay. I went to the Hag home in JC, inevitably back to the place that, like, because, like, we used to, 
the hack home is like a boys' home for after you get out of like jail and stuff as yeah. a kid, like OIA. Uh huh. And we used to like throw rocks at them and stuff. Really? And, like, yeah, because they were, they always try to like, they act like they were so hard and stuff. They're like, I stay off our sidewalk, blah, blah, blah. I was like, you guys suck. Like, <laughs> like did anybody along your way at all, were there any adults at all that tried to reach out to you and just like mentor you or talk to you or figure out what you were, why you were in the predicament in yeah, which you were in? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, I had a couple people. I was just rebellious, I guess. But, yeah. But, I mean, not too many. I mean, yeah, I mean, my uh, my stepdad and stuff, he did, but it, it wasn't really working like right. that. I mean, I, to me, I feel like when I'm listening to your story, I, in my mind, I want to listen to you and I want to hear, like I'm trying to hear where in this space that there was ever a different narrative for you other than like aggressive, black, frustrated, black, <laughs> big, yeah. black, frustrated, angry. Like I, this is the narrative that I see, but yeah. like. I mean, no, there wasn't too many people like that. No, that were changing that narrative for you yeah. at all, right? And I mean, I'm not I had saying parole that you don't officers have... and stuff, but right? Like, parole officers. It was hard to get connection with them at that level, like you know. What I'm saying? Right. I mean, to me, like this is what I'm thinking about. When you are young and you are in a place like Eugene, where the narrative around blackness is negative, like I think about my Instagram page all the time with this. Because I'm a black woman and I'm not constantly negative. Like my life is full of joy yeah. and full of triumph, right? Like I've, I've gone through some shit and yeah. have come on the other side, uh, right? Most black people have. Resiliency is a part of our, our DNA. Yeah. Like this is what we do, right? But whenever I post something that's black and negative, like our pain and our stuff, suffering, I get like 400 likes. If I talk about black triumph and wellness, it's like 25. Yeah. It doesn't attract. It doesn't yeah. attract the same. The people. Right. It doesn't attract the people. Yeah. They want to hear our suffering. Throw a thumbs up. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like oh. So when I listen to your story and I'm trying to figure out like when and where was there a narrative for you as you're trying to identify yourself as black because like you said your background um, it wasn't necessarily pro-black it was, you know all that and then you're identifying yourself as black and trying to work your way through the world. So the way I'm looking at it, and I'm like I said, I'm old enough to be your mom in some ways. I'm looking like, w w what point did we give you something else to do? But you did it yourself. You took, now you you got out of jail, right? Mm -hmm. And you became a barber? Um, yeah, it was a long road to being a barber. It mm -hmm. was like, um, what, two or three years after I got out? Uh -huh. I was just bouncing around from like gas station to gas station, really. Like, yeah. Uh, acting like um, I don't know acting like those were the jobs every time I got one right I was like I could make a career out of this and I just I don't know I just for that for me it might work for some people but it just doesn't work for me like right I couldn't like my homies would drive by in a car and they'd like oh hey pump the gas and they'd have like girls with them and stuff right it's like embarrassed like pumping the gas yeah and, yeah I was like yeah the same for me this is not for me yeah so then you went and got yourself the the so that you could cut hair yeah, I went to, uh, I applied at Northwest uh, College of Beauty mm -hmm. right there in Springfield. Yeah. And I went there for uh, almost a year, I think. Right. A little bit over a year, actually. So this is, and to me, I, I'm just listening to your story, like, there's so much to this. So you're going from here, then you, COVID hit, lost your job. So yeah, so um, I, with like the whole COVID thing is I was working at Dudley's and there was just, and there was like two long-term workers there. It's over on campus, and uh, they're all they're all good, like good people. Everything. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Dudley just didn't have the room. Like he didn't have the money, and then this from the start of COVID happened. So he's just like, I'm sorry, I gotta let you go. I totally understood it. Right, you right. Know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't a problem for me because I always been able to bounce back. No matter and what. so this is how you got into your music, though. Yeah, yeah. I remember actually listening to my brother on the on. It was on the radio. It was, it was like a CD in my car or something. I don't know. But it was just so bad. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I can't. I was like, man, this is like, I don't know. For me, like growing up, Eugene is like, not the rap music scene. Everything else, people are really like talented here, mm -hmm. playing like instruments, stuff like that. But when like someone comes up to you and hands you a CD out here, most people don't listen to it. <laughs> like, really? Like, yeah, that's how I feel. It is like. Uh, Oh, you do music? Oh, you trash. Like, right, they just automatically Yeah, just right. like, oh, you right. sound cloud rapper. Right. But That's you know, I, I feel too. like it goes back to the narrative, though. It feels like, like 
You're living out here, the white folks, because you're giving it to white folks, right? I mean, that's who else is around? So I feel like if they're not listening to the words as experience, as like looking at it as a lived experience and something to learn from, if it's not about your pain and suffering, and they look at you like, oh, you're not really black when you're in Eugene. Yeah. I hear a lot of white folks being like, you know, and I hear a lot of black folks being like, people don't even see me as black. They're like, you're, you, I'm trying to assert my cultural uh, meaning and people are like, oh, you know, you grew up here, your mom's ha- your mom's white, like you're not really black. Yeah, that, what's the definition of that? Defining them in a way that they're not even defining themselves. So when you say you want to be a rapper, they want, they want something from the hood. It's so racist. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I've, always, I've always thought that. Yeah. Right. So I'm thinking when someone says you're a rap, you're from Eugene, you must be trash, is because what, what in your raps are going to intrigue the level of, of cultural pain that we want to hear? Yeah. So what do you, when did you decide that you wanted to, to do, you heard your brother, you didn't think it was good. <laughs> oh yeah, metric. He, no, he's not. He's not with it. That he's not in, huh? Yeah. So you decided I can do this. Yeah, I, and that, just that drive, kind of just I didn't have anything else going. Like I remember, um, we were stuck in the house and the COVID thing. They're like, oh yeah, it's gonna be lockdowns, blah blah. I right. thought, honestly thought it was like the end of the world, like type stuff when mm-hmm. it first started. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. Then I was just like, I'm just gonna try music. And I bu- I sold my PlayStation and I bought a mic. And then I bought a computer. It was mm-hmm. really bad, like stuff, like bad equipment. And um, yeah, I just started from there. I mix and master all my songs. I do it like yourself. That. Yeah, I record, oh, wow. I record, mix and master almost like all my stuff. I have a studio at the house. Okay, look, I w- uh, to let you know, I listened to his music and I was actually surprised. And I was surprised not because it was good. <laughs> That's not why I was surprised. But I was surprised because it was like better than that I've heard out of the house, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It was like actual something that you would that you would expect to hear from an accomplished yeah. artist. And I knew that, not that you're not accomplished, but I knew that no, you were just starting off. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So I was like, what? That was it, it was, it sounded very next level. Yeah. So that's why it intrigued me. So you've only been rapping since COVID started. Yeah, like, so so it was, it less like a year. Yeah, less than a year. How, and tell me about your, I want people to know about your YouTube. How many, you got tons of followers. We're going to knock this down. You got, just, yeah, that's okay. I'm moving around a lot in this chair. Uh, my YouTube, my YouTube was like my, I was pushing YouTube hard. Like, mm-hmm. I was just like, posting on everything. Like, oh, go follow my YouTube. It's more Spotify now, but my YouTube has like, I think close to 3,000 followers. That's awesome. Yeah, but my Spotify, I have like 40,000 monthly listeners. 40,000 monthly. That's actually just started to blow up because I've been doing ads, like the Spotify ads and yeah. the Instagram ads. Yeah. They've really been helping out. And so you, 40,000, in less than a, in a year, well, less than a year, it's been a year right now, right? Yeah, and yeah. you started after COVID mm-hmm. started. So you just like, and your videos, who's doing your videos? I only have one video, it was Real AF Media. Yeah. The, they hooked it up, like, yeah. Really? Like, that was for 23, yeah. Yeah, 23, that's the That's in front of my dad's, like, uh, house. He still yeah. lives there. Oh, really? Yeah. Who's the little person? That's my daughter. That's your daughter? Yeah, I was like, yeah, like <laughs> She's the one who says, oh, Cartier, kill him, and all my songs. Oh, really? Yeah, she's in all of them. That's yeah. awesome. Is her hair red? Because I saw another video. And it they dyed it, and I don't know, it was like, I don't know. Right. They, do, they do their girl thing. I don't okay. Know. It just comes back. I don't really pay too much attention. Right. You're like, it's all right. Yeah. Okay, but she was super cute. She was super cute. Yeah, she made the video for, she, like, everyone who always writes me about it, like, she's a whole vibe in herself. How like, old is she? She's six. Now. She's six? Yeah. How old, she was six in the video, right? She was six, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she kills it. You guys need to watch. I'm going to have a link to the video, but she's super cute. So <laughs> she definitely is, like, in the center and running the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, she's dancing, singing along. She gets to hear my songs all day. She's, yeah. She's tired of them. <laughs> but she was excited to be in the video. Yeah, no, it was super cute. So I, I wanted to give you a shout out because um, for me, when did you find out? Like, when did you just decide, I'm just going to do this and I'm just, that's what I'm going to do. Like, when, I mean, because you're, you're actually pretty, Rapping is not like putting words together. There's a lot to doing this in a way that people can be intrigued, listen, and find the musicology in it. And to just stumble upon like, oh, I'm going to be a rapper, and then be talented in it is not a usual situation. Most people got to kind of (laughs) work at that. And I feel like the way that you're flowing, it's not like a... Like, you weren't doing it before at all? No, I've never done it. I grew up... uh, I have three... uh, Two brothers, and then... uh, 
They're both rappers. Uh huh. And um, Josh three sixty. That's yeah. my boy. That's my that's my closest brother because he's close to my age. Mm-hmm. He was a senior when I was a freshman. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've always been stuck together, but. Uh, Matt is the older one that I always talk crap about. Right, like, right. You always be messing with him. Yeah, I always be clowning on him. But uh, he, they're both are rappers. Uh, Josh was, like, really good. He just kind of, like, the aspiration of football he was more focused on. Yeah. Kind of lost that. But he's back to it. We have, like, a song together that's pretty good. But we, um, yeah, I'm trying to spark up everyone's music. Because, mm-hmm. like, it's weird. When I first started this, like, People were like, really like, uh, you're a SoundCloud rapper now. And I was like, mm-hmm. I promised myself it's good, bro. Like, right. And then I actually started getting it recorded, and people were like, hey, bro, that's really good. You, like, you should keep pushing. I've had many of investors, like, yeah, that helped me push forward to where I am now. Like, yeah. This isn't, like, it was, a, it was a solo show because I lost a lot of, like, friends that, like, really, like, it, it's weird. So when you do, like, something like this, like, it's chasing a dream, like, and other people who gave up on their dream, or they don't want to realize what it is, they force that shit down. Like, right. They're like, no, they're like, what are you doing? What's wrong with you? And right. They just get so much hate. But now that, like, it's going up, like, really fast, like. <laughs> they all want to come back. Yeah, up. And, I, and I put, I, I can't lie, I put a couple homies on, like. Right. Because I, I get them sparked in the music thing, which I like to do. Like, yeah. Uh, I have a couple of good friends I grew up with. Uh, like, I got them back into their music stuff mm-hmm. and, like, um. I hear sometimes like, oh yeah, you get you got like you got made my inspiration for music come back. So yeah, it's pretty dope. Like I do this every day, all day. Like if you can ask anybody that like, can mess with me, like they know that when they call me, I'm. In you the found studio. your spark. You're like, this is yeah, what I've I never been, I've never had any commitment to anything in my life. Like really, like um, like job wise, like it always be like oh, I'll find something else. But like right. I know that I'll make. It. I think I'll make it. Like, yeah, no, no don't doubt. believe it. Yeah, oh, yeah, no doubt. One hundred percent, no doubt. I, yeah. I believe that I could go my way up to the top. Yeah, you have got to understand, y'all. I'm, like, blown away by the children. <laughs> I'm not calling you a child, but I kind of am. So, yeah. like, because I just came from Portland with my son, and you guys are the same age. You're, are you, you going to be 27 this year, or did you just turn 27? No, I just turned 26. Okay, when's your birthday? February 24th. February 24th. You're my best friend's birthday. That's the same birthday. She got... Really? <laughs> yeah. So, you're a Pisces. I'm a Pisces, too. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, my birthday's March 5th, but... So I, well, I asked all that because my son will be 26 in October, and his- He's a Libra? Yeah, he's October 10th. Okay, yeah. my daughter's is 14. Oh, really? See, <laughs> see it's all my uh-huh. But um, the group, y'all's age, like I have a niece um, who, I have a bunch of family, that's your age, 24 to 26. We had like a whole slew of kids <laughs> at yeah. that age group. Yeah. All, different, my brothers and sisters all had different kids. And all of y'all are exceptional. Like. In a, in a very, like, dri- self-driven way. It's almost, even if you've had the life that you had, meaning that, like, nobody was actually feeding your inspiration, or you were, even though you didn't actually know it. The fight in you, the, the dedication to just being okay, like, being best at what you were doing, just showing up every day, even though, like, people don't, Packages that narrative into into actual drive, right? Yeah, yeah. And so for for us and our, we can look at that and say you take that and turn it and move it into something else. But with this little generation of folks, it's almost like y'all just have it. It's like you just have it. All we have to do is like hug you and you know yeah. and move it through. You needed one or two people to say you can do it, or someone tell you not to do it, and you're like, no, I think I can do it, right? Yeah. So I just want to put a shout out because it's it's not. It's an exceptional thing to look at because I, it's just the kids now, y'all, 25, 26, they have an idea. They got have it. a direction. <laughs> we got we to gotta flame it, though. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's in so many aspects of our black culture and BIPOC culture, indigenous people of color, the young, like, 25, 26, that's what I'm saying. Like, Michelle Gorman, 22, like, these people are, are y'all, y'all are doing it. So when you're saying people are falling off the wayside, that's because they're not ready. Yeah, pretty much. I get a lot of like, uh, like a lot of fake accounts like sending me like death threats and shit too. Like, death threats. As of as of lately, yeah, and I I know some people around here, bro, like because they be hating on that. Cause right. I only been doing this for a little bit, but I got a good, pretty good following. Look. And that's that's the I know it because some of these people be saying some things that like they know me, like you know. What I'm are saying? you gonna travel? Yeah, I'm gonna travel. Yeah, yeah. definitely. You gonna take it out and go? Oh yeah, I'm going on tour, y'all. I'm really? Doing all that. Yeah, my uh, 
shout out my manager, yeah, Woody. He, uh, he's always believed in me since the start. Like, he, uh, no payment, not even to this day. Like, he's oh, always wow. just helped me out, yeah. And he, he's like, I'm going to get my payment later, trust. Knows, yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, and he knows that I'll get him. Like, he's my bro, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we just, uh, we just rocking it to the end. Like, honestly, I have no point. I have no, no one, like, other thing in my mind than the music, like, Really, all I do every day, I can't, I, like, I'm addicted to it. Like, I'd be writing every day when I'm out uh, doing anything. Like, I just write all the time. I always listen to beats. Right. My daughter's here real tired of that. But. Right. <laughs> She's like, ah, more yeah. beats. Yeah. That's, but see, that's what it takes. And you found something that feeds you. Yeah. That's what people don't understand. It's like, you do this job, it doesn't feed you. It takes from you. Yeah. It, it's not going to no, last No, it's long. actually made it, like... Even though there's not been like payment, actually, like right now, like with Spotify, I'll start to get paid. Like, all right, like, right, nice. Yeah, but like uh, before, until then, it's been seven months of just being broke as hell. Like, yeah, and uh, just trying to make ends meet, kind of like that. And people, and that's the worst part. That's the worst time, like when you're doing that. Yeah, because people are freaking like, you got kids, right, right, right. You got kids, and you're out here trying to be a, yeah. a rapper. Yeah, 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 and that was like looked that bad at all. But now, like now, that's starting to go, and people actually like those same people are bumping my stuff. Like I right. can see, I can see my analytics, especially on SoundCloud. Like people be talking crap, but. It's like, why are you listen to my stuff? Because they want to they find out how they can get to you. They're yeah, like, he's starting yeah, yeah. to climb. Get him. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah, no, people are starting to, the hate is coming in more than it's ever had, and I love it. I, I've noticed that from, I mean, I'm nowhere near that level of followership on Spotify, I don't think. I need to look. If you were trying to show me that, yeah, I was like, I don't know how to look in there. But I need to see what it is. But, I mean, 20,000 in seven months, I mean, that's impressive. Yeah, I think it's like 36,000. 36,000 in well, seven months? Well, not followers. Those are monthly listeners. So, like, followers only have, like, 3,000. Yeah, but the listens that you're having. But, yeah, the monthly, monthly listeners, people who come back and listen, is right. like 36,000, I think. That's insane. Yeah. So, I mean, in seven months' time, that's, like, that's crazy. So, I hope, you better remember me when you get big, because yeah. I want to shout out. Like, yeah, of course. <laughs> I want to MTV shout out, like, hey, if I go from UG, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. BET, get on there. Oh, yeah, I will. Yeah, I plan on it. Oh, I have, no, I have no doubt that you have found a way to express yourself. And I hope that in your growth, you take what you've gone through and, like, spit it out and let people... I'm starting to get more comfortable with that. And, mm-hmm. and this next, like, next two projects coming up, that's going to be more apparent. Yeah. I have something dropping uh, me and Kay Banks. My, that's one of my brothers. He's not my actual brother, but, yeah, that's my yeah, brother. Yeah, I know what He's, you we we do an EP together, so mm-hmm. it's dropping on the nineteenth. So. Yes, we're gonna that's all some of real this stuff into it. Yeah, that's really? some real stuff. Yeah. Did you get with Vanessa Fuller? You're gonna be a part of the Juneteenth celebration? I hope I am. Okay. Yeah, I wrote, I wrote her. I wrote uh, and I filled out the applications. Yeah. So I'm just waiting to hear back. Vanessa, you gotta Vanessa put them on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready to do it. Yeah. I've actually never done a show. Like, You've never done it? No, I've never. I have a show on the fourth uh, of next month out in Portland. Yeah. That'll be my first show. Uh, but I have people running me all day saying they're excited. It's actually pretty dope. You gotta take it to take it to the festivals that are actually starting to happen again because yeah. people, if you're not worried about it and you can do it and you can. Yeah, I'm not worried. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I thrive in front of people. I feel like I just met another rapper who's not from here, um, and he's doing the same on Instagram. His Instagram's blown up, but he has people out like in North Carolina and South Carolina supporting him. Yeah. So he's not getting a lot of support from here. They, I don't want to support you here, bro. That's like, right. and and like my top cities is like, uh, Eugene is like forty fifth almost. Wow. Yeah, Buffalo, like Buffalo messes me tough. New Shout York. Buffalo. Yeah. Yes. New York. Uh, I got my uh, like my guy who makes beats out there too. Really? Yeah. You gotta go out there and do a show. Yeah, I know. I love that. Yeah. Man. So that's what I mean. That's what my thing is. Is I was real. I I know several rappers. I've had one rapper, M Five Marcus, woohoo, uh, on my show several times, and he. Uh, Who's it? M Five Marcus Holloway. He's got dreadlocks. Uh, he's had a bunch of shows, and um, he first was with uh, Not Applicable, and then now he's on a solo on his own. He goes back to Not Applicable every so often, but. Um, he's really sure. good, yeah. but yeah, and so like, I've had rappers on, and none of y'all know each other. Yeah, that doesn't it's make sense that's to me. The, that's the connection out here in Eugene. Everyone, well, I think either it's everyone is so used to hate that they don't reach out, right? Because it's a lot of non-answered like text messages or non like just stuff left on read or like mm-hmm. a lot of hate received. Like I don't like that kind of music. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, people like to stick to what they do and. Like, they don't know how to branch out. And that's what I was talking to you about on the phone. Like, you got to have it. Like, you just got to have 
the whole thing, like the whole package. If you can't bite the trend or bite the stuff, mm-hmm. it's hard for people to make it out of like a place like Eugene. Right. Because right. when people look at you and you say you're from Eugene, if someone's from California, they're like, "You're from Eugene, or you're like you're weak." Like, right. Right. Stuff out here, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And yeah, it's just. I so I mean, I think that I don't. I'm not. I have a brother who raps, and he is from Seattle, and he had. Yeah, he had. I, I want to say five CDs, and I have all of them, and they all bump. Yeah. So it was hard for him as a as a mixed black guy to get. You know, he's got the whole thing: yeah. lights, gang, green eyes, does this thing, everything's out cute. And his his rapping was like it wasn't gangster at all. It was like all, um, like it was him. Oh, he wasn't yeah, gonna yeah, fake yeah. it. Yeah. He was gonna be him, and he's yeah. an intellectual person. So he was talking about like. Uh, just being like smarter like he was like going through life like thinking about it but it all bumped it all bumped and so but what it was was that it didn't feed the the narrative of like ignorance yeah and he had a hard time he even oh no like I thought I think of the rapper that he was like he partnered with because he's huge but he went to the other side (laughs) he went he did a couple songs that would hit that mainstream yeah and and my brother just wouldn't I feel like he just wouldn't, he couldn't do it because yeah. it wasn't authentic to him. That's true, yeah. It's, it, it, like, that's, that's a real thing. Yeah. Like, uh, I honestly, like, the music I make, I try to make it, like, unique in a certain way. Yeah. Like, I don't use auto-tune, like, nowadays, like, like, like that stuff. I just, just go in all in, just regular voice. And it's been easier for me, like, people are like, oh, how do you, like, produce all your stuff, make some master? It's because I don't put a lot of voice sets. I just turn up the reverb like pretty much so it doesn't right. sound like right next to the mic yeah but i really am freaking out in front of it but. right right <laughs> so you're learning how to do your way to make it yours yeah, yeah i appreciate that i hope that people are learning that you know from having your every story is unique and every story has uh every life journey has um a, a place where we have to discover ourselves but you're 26 years old you realize you're going to do this a couple more times right discover yeah. yourself yeah. <laughs> at least a couple more times definitely i know that there's a big one probably coming up right soon. right it's coming up pretty soon uh, but i i like that um i just want to i wanted to give you a shout out because i think that um the narrative i don't know that you see it this way but me being as old as i am looking at you growing up and the way that my listeners look at black culture I just want to understand what we're saying and what we're doing to the children that are growing up here, identifying themselves and trying to fight out of this hole, right? Yeah. What you are, you're fortunate that you're strong enough and and that you could see a different way. But the way that it came up was through cut like this. You had to be isolated, quit, left your job, and like, what am I gonna do? I don't have any money. Let me start some music. Yeah. It always happens like that. It's not like you, the, the best people, it's like unintentional. Yeah. <laughs> kind of really. fumble into it. And yeah. it's like uh, your most authentic stuff that comes out. I mean, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just a, it was a long road. For <laughs> sure. Well, I think you're on it. I think you're dead on the path. Yeah. Um, and where it takes you, I want to give you many blessings. And I want you to, I hope that Eugene is actually far behind you when you get there because yeah. I know what this place does, right? Yeah, I'll still, I'll, still, I'll still come back out, hopefully one day, um, be up in the Portland freaking uh, the Nike store doing a music video. Or something. There you like, go. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you know that, I mean, the stories down here, all you have to do is ask. These people yeah. will let you in. Yeah. If you if you have your stuff like you do, just tell them. Like, I'm, hey, I'm Clipper. <laughs> For real, I'll put the party and put me on the side of the build, or building. Like, yeah, uh, I plan like, on one being on the side of that building, like one of those Nike buildings down there. You know that one? On, uh, right here on Fifth, they just opened up. I bet you, yeah. if you did a concert, it would bring people in. They'd be like, yes, yeah, talk to a manager. Yeah. yeah, Eugene is a great spot for those little bitty things like this that yeah. you can put on your resume to pop it up a little bit yeah. more, right? Yeah. I I just love that you're gonna do it, and I believe that you will because I'm oh, yeah. y- y'all. He's good, and I don't even look. To be real honest. I'm not even that much into rap. Like, I do. I like rap, but I'm not, like, where I can go back into, like, knowing the words and the name. I mean, there's a couple of people. Like, I love some folks that I know all the words. <laughs> yeah. But what I'm saying is, like, my genre of music is really spread. So rap is one of them. Um, but when I listen to someone, because I'm not, like, a someone who's, like, oh, rap all the time, if I listen to rap and you catch my attention, it's like, oh, like, oh, he's, like, He's got musicology, like he's got the, the words, he's got a story, he's got the... So I want to tell you that 
if I didn't think that you were worth listening to, I'm not the kind of person who can just grab me because, oh, it's rough. You yeah. got to be something to listen to. So Appreciate congratulations. Yes. Um, anybody, I don't know that people have questions. I'm like trying to, I know it's Easter, y'all. We, we went out here and uh, Carter said she'll be happy to watch your video. And Ruby was like, I was committed to, o see, she was committed to OIA at 17. Um, oh, and my dad was talking about the sacrifice of Jesus, like having the way that that worked. Julianne, I just want to make sure I'm giving everybody their peace. Now, I know it's Easter, and so we're going to cut it. Um, we're not cutting it, but I want to be able to add the video at the end, right? But it's Easter. I know everybody's, uh, not everybody, but a lot of folks are having activity. You have children who are waiting on you, right? Yeah. And <laughs> they're like, we want our baskets. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, they're, they're definitely excited. They're up with house dress. So. Really? All dressed? You guys doing pictures and all that? Oh, uh, we're just going to do a little egg, huh? Yeah. 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 So, and I've got grandsons out here doing it or waiting, too. Um, but, so I want to tell everyone who is celebrating Happy Easter, I want to say congratulations to Quentin again on your confirmation. And I want to say thank you to Clippa for being here. Yeah, and course. congratulations on finding your thing. And I know you by this time next year, you're going to be like, I don't even know you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't do that. I, don't, I can't forget where I'm from. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if you, do you have anything else you want to say before we go? Uh, no, just thank you for having me. Yeah, you're very welcome. All right, you guys. This is Black Girl from Eugene. I appreciate you. See you next week. Oh, next week. This is going to be funny. It's not funny, but it's going to be cool. I'm going to have Raja, who's a mystical guide, do a tarot reading live. Oh, let's do it. Yeah, and so it's going to be my tarot. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't even know what's going to come up because I guess that's the way tarot works. I've never actually had a tarot reading. Me either. Right? And so she's going to do it, and we're going to do it live. So whatever comes up, y'all going to be finding out just like when I find out. <laughs> uh, right? And so we'll be there to, uh, next week. And then the week after that, I'm having um, a three-part series with Lane County Health. And we're gonna have um, some real science and statistics and folks coming through talking about the history of uh, with black folks and the healthcare system, the, uh, the good and the bad. But we're gonna have some folks who do the state statistics on. We're gonna have some people who are uh, with legislation around it. Um, so this is gonna be a three-part series. So look out for that. So we're, we're booked all the way through May and it's a, April is gonna be thick. So remember about Nurturely.org, y'all. Just $5 will get us this grant. It's going to be amazing. Um, thank you for listening. I know you all got $5 to spend. I know, you got $5, you got it. And listen to, now tell them where they can find your music so if they want to hear you. I'm going to have a link, but let's just hear you say it. Uh, so I have my own, like I have my website, uh, clippercardier.com. Um, Clippercardier.com? Yeah. Okay. And then I have, I'm on like every music stream. I'm on Shazam. Like you can Shazam my songs. You could, oh, uh, nice. Spotify, Apple Music, Deezer, Pandora, iHeart. All Radio. the platforms. Yeah, I'm on everything. You just type my name on Google or whatever. And How do you spell the Cordier? Uh, so it's uh, Clippa, so C-L-I-P-P-A mm -hmm. space Cartier, which is C-A-R-T-I-E-R. So it's space or underscore? Space. Okay. And then I hope y'all caught that. But anyway, I might have a link. So, okay, cool. And you can... Uh, and hopefully he'll be at Juneteenth this year. I'm going to talk to Vanessa make yeah, sure that Vanessa. he's on top. Yeah, so you can get that going on. we got to have it. Local representation. <laughs> um, all right. I, uh, oh, I think someone just, my dad. African people living on this America must consider your powerful legacy. Please take a look. Yes, sir. Yeah, seriously. Um, so that is how we are. This is where we're at. And I want to say thank you and enjoy your Sunday. Yeah, thank all you. Right. All right. <laughs> Peace out, y'all.